What is up, everyone? Welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, of course, over the entire offseason, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles and, of course, more Mavericks articles if you are into the NBA. By the way, we, we hey, the NBA Finals are pretty close. So I know that we wanted Dallas Mavericks to be in there, but, hey, at least we know that the NBA Finals are close. Prime time, as always, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanHyundai.com. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. So welcome, everyone. Tonight, the plan is to talk about some of these bandwagons for the Dallas Cowboys that we can hop on before the 2022 NFL season. I was saying before we started the show officially, this was inspired by an NFL.com article in which they pretty much did this exercise for the entire NFL. And I thought we could have some fun looking at some Cowboys-specific players or maybe coaches on this particular conversation. What is up, everyone? What is up, Joe, watching from Italy over at Facebook? Tommy915 over at YouTube. Shout out to Craig as well over at Facebook saying Celtics in six, by the way, dropping a prediction in there. I love it. Eminem says, Keonamo, what is up? What is up? I appreciate the salute in Spanish. Joy Bella, thank you for your comment as well, saying nice haircut, Mo. Hey, hey, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, guys, let's get this one started. Three bandwagons to hop on for the Cowboys 2022 NFL season. Now, I'll open this up with this question over in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Which Cowboys player? slash coach bandwagon are you hopping on this season who is one player that you're betting on to have a strong season in 2022 let me know your answers in the in the chat and before i give you my number one i have three players for you let me talk to you about our friends over at freemanhondai.com because the ride of the week is the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz, amazing looking vehicle, if you ask me. It starts at $33,560. Check out the truck bet over at FreemanHyundai.com. Folding second row seating features, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. Towing features, it's capable with trailer sway control. 21 miles per gallon capacity in the city. Goes up to 26 in the highway. Check out the freemanhondai.com website you can go into each vehicle and check out the 360 degree view in the inside on the outside so make sure you check it out once more that is freemanhondai.com now let's see some of your answers here hopping on the bandwagon craig goes with more apparently sur surprising answer over there i like it i like it though more on that maybe later Ridgeway for Gregory, the defensive tackle out of Arkansas. Craig says seek Micah for Kai, which is a good answer. Micah Parsons also for MJ. I do believe that we're all on this, you know, Micah Parsons bandwagon already. Dan Queen for Tommy915, Brian Anger, D-Law 
Primetime Phil says, Jake can't pick a number Ferguson. I'm glad is don't pick 48. You know what? It, it, it gets to the point in which maybe I'm not against any number in the 40s, but 40, 46, excuse me, 46. That's just, that's a bad number to wear. In my opinion, I don't like Jay Ferguson's jersey number either, primetime feel. I'm glad that I'm not alone on that front. I'm just making sure. Uh, uh, 48. I was right originally. I don't know why I corrected back to 46. My bad. Malik Hooker. So a lot of good answers right now over here in the Facebook chat. My number one, it's a pretty obvious one. I know that I'm not being super original with my number one pick. But it's got to be wide receiver CD Lamb, right? It's got to be CD. Listen, I'm bummed out that Amari Cooper will no longer be a Cowboy. But you know what? CD Lamb has a skill set in which I believe. Outside, inside, whatever it is, CD Lamb has pretty much shown us all he can do. And, just, and he has been... Two years in this league. Honestly, when it comes to the wide receiver group, and we can talk Jalen Tolbert, we can talk Michael Gallup, James Washington, all of that, and we can talk about the depth of the position, the player that will define whether or not we look back on this offseason and how we evaluate the Cowboys' decision to move on from Amari Cooper, the guy who will determine that is 100% CeeDee Lamb, the guy who is expected to become the number one wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. We've been hearing about the negative stuff, the drops and all of that. But I, hey, we've touched on that topic before here on Prime Time. Some of the very best receivers in the league are always on that top 10 ranking, for example, for drops on a single season. So I'm not that concerned about the drops. I am all in on the CeeDee Lamb bandwagon. And I think that he will deliver for the Dallas Cowboys strongly because C and MJ says, I wanted CD at first, but I changed it, which is fair. The thing about CD lamp, Gregory says, I am already riding that wagon. That's fair. And I've always been since 2020. I was, I have a live reaction to that CD lamp draft pick in which I'm just freaking out once the Cowboys pick him. But the thing is back then it was about, CeeDee Lamb being the number two guy. Outside or inside, whatever it was, but he was the number two receiver. Now it's about being number one. Now it's about stepping up and being the guy that not only gets maybe double coverage in plenty of scenarios, but also is able to beat those double coverages, maybe generate separation in the biggest of moments. I think CeeDee Lamb will deliver on that front based on what we have seen out of the young player. Excited about that. Uh, we still don't know what his role will be in 2022. Just super excited for figuring that out. Joe says, I don't like CeeDee Lamb getting 88 because he hasn't earned it. But, but I, I understand that. However, specifically for number 88, I can live with that because that's how the Cowboys have handled it all of the time, right? They gave Des Bryant number 88 right away. 
The same for Michael Irvin. And maybe back then, you know, it wasn't that much of a tradition with only Drew Pearson having worn it before. But I love how the Cowboys have handled 88. Now, Craig says, it's just a number. Craig, let us have some fun. It is May. It is the 31st of May. Let us talk jersey numbers. <laughs> just kidding. Des had most drops in one year, says Russell. Exactly. And you see, and you see those rankings for the most drops. And you see consistently some of the best players in the NFL. By the way, do me a favor and smash the like button before we get to number number two here. Before we get to number two, do me a favor and hit the like button. Number two might be a little bit more controversial. Out of the three players that I have for you guys tonight, let me know what you think in the chat. I think this one will generate some, some controversy, and that is not the goal, but I truly believe it. For me, number two is offensive tackle Tyron Smith. Some of you might be thinking, wait a moment. Tyron Smith has been around for a long time. He's been a null pro consistently. But doesn't it feel to you guys like Tyron Smith is dealing with plenty of doubts in 2022? I feel like Cowboys Nation has approached the Tyrant Smith conversation with a certain level of fear. You talk about Tyrant Smith and the conversation always centers around him staying healthy, which is fair because he has not played a full season in a long time. And it's not only the fans, it's also the team itself. They drafted Tyler Smith 24th overall and have publicly described the Tyler Smith pick as, you know, Tyron Smith's successor. And that is also fair. I'm not against any of that. But it does feel like every conversation around Tyron Smith has revolved about him maybe nearing the end of his career with Dallas Cowboys and more or less ignoring how he's one of the best players in one of the premium positions in the NFL. Because Siren Smith, he's still got it. Honestly, when he's healthy and when he's out there on that football field, maybe he's not at his prime, but he's still winning in pass protection. He's still doing some insane things in the run game. He's still tossing players around from time to time. And he's still winning with highly technician skills, both with his hands and his feet. Just last night, I was watching a random offensive line clinic video on YouTube and Tyron Smith came up like four to five times in the examples that they were giving. So Tyron Smith is one of my players to hop on his one bandwagon. And I, I get it. He's been around for a long time. But at this stage of his career, most of Cowboys Nation's conversations about the left tackle, are more negative than they're positive. I'm betting on him to have a strong season. And maybe he misses a couple of games or something like that. But as long as it's not a big number, call it a successful season for the offensive tackle. I love Tyron Smith. Talent-wise, his toxic Tom just wish that he could stay healthy. I could see this being his last year with Dallas. And that will definitely be 100% up to Tyler Smith. If Tyler Smith surprises us and in year one, he 
develops his use of hands. He nails the feet and he just polishes his fundamentals, which are pretty bad at this point, or at least when he was in college. Maybe the Cowboys do feel comfortable moving on from Tyron. That's a big question that we won't answer. On the other hand, if Tyler doesn't work out, you got to wonder what will happen there. James with a random question here says, who is receiver tree opening night versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That's a good question. I am betting, uh, assuming Michael Gallup is not ready to go. I'm assuming that it's James Washington behind Jalen Tolbert and C.D. Lamb. Now, if Michael Gallup is ready to go, which doesn't seem likely, then it's Tolbert for me. But right now, if I would have to make the call, I would still bet on James Washington because I would make Tolbert the number two guy, even if it's week one, even if it's week one. Now, what if the Cowboys add a veteran free agent? I know that uh, I think it's Samuel that pretty much brings up Will Fuller as a potential free agent target every time that we talk wide receivers. And there's a good reason for that. Maybe you sign a player like Will Fuller and he earns a, a starting role early in the season. Michael Dury says, Simi is our number three wide receiver. A lot of people you know, are excited about that Simi Fihoko storyline of him getting first team reps. I get it. But also I... I do believe, as Mike Fisher pointed out on an article of his, that we, we've played this game a lot of times on junk wide receivers getting first team reps. I don't think that's, you know, a necessary, a signal necessarily of him actually having a big role. And I'm not against Simi Fihoko. I love, you know, the size speed combination that everyone talks about. He can develop into a pretty decent weapon in the NFL if things work out for him. I, I'm just not as bullish on him being a starter in week one. What's up, Professor O? Thank you for joining the show. Sergio Rangel says, Antonio Brown at a cheap price. Oh, no, I, I don't know about that one. I wouldn't go down that road. <laughs> I, know, I know some people will come at Sergio for that comment. But I, I like the creativity, and I also like the idea of taking some risks, so I respect Sergio's comment. I'm just not sure at this point about Antonio Brown. I just don't know if he has crossed certain lines that make me go, you know what? Nah, no longer. <laughs> Gregory says, and hey, this is, the, this is a strategy question that comes up hand in hand with the question that James brought up is your number three wide receiver this lot? Because if you go out there and you play, say CD lamp, Jalen Tolbert and James Washington, at least based on where he has lined up throughout his career, you would make James Washington an outside receiver. Now, Tolbert, for the most part in his career, was the X receiver. So he was playing outside most of the time isolated. Are you comfortable with C.D. Lamp, the number one guy, being your slot? And remember, not because you're on the slot, that doesn't mean that you're the number three guy. You can be the number one guy and play inside. And teams have done it at a very high level. 
in the NFL. But what do the Cowboys want? Do you want to play Jalen Tolbert in the slot? Do you want to play James Washington in the slot? Washington can do a little bit of everything on that front because, once again, primarily he is lined up on the outside as a Pittsburgh Steeler. But at the end of the day, what you want out of him is his vertical speed and the ability that he has to really be a threat in the deep game. And you find a way to maybe get him on the inside. And then there is the young guys, as Joey Valle is pointing out. Simeon Basher stepping it up in OTAs. That's going to be a fun battle. And of course, you cannot overlook a guy like Noel Brown, who's also out there fighting for a role. But anyways, fun, fun sidetrack on the wide receiver position. I love that. Uh I don't have any other wide receiver on this list. At number three, I have another player. And, you know, plenty of Cowboys fans are already on this bandwagon. But I will explain what I mean with this one. Running back, Tony Pollard. Here's what I mean. Last year, we had very similar conversations to the ones that we're having in 2022. Last year, it was all about getting Tony Pollard involved a little bit more. A little bit more. And I hesitated last year's, during last year's offseason to be convinced about Pollard getting more playing time. I always doubted that. I always thought, well, you know what? The Cowboys are going to keep prioritizing Ezekiel Elliott maybe pretty heavily. And maybe Pollard will still be close to the 30%, 40% snap split between him and, and Ezekiel Elliott. But I'm jumping on the bandwagon in this 2022 offseason for him to, for the Cowboys to finally actually involve Tony Pollard more intentionally. May, you know, calling plays for him, lining him up in the slot, getting him together with Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield. I am betting on the Cowboys to finally make that happen in 2022. Maybe I'm being optimistic. Let's see what let's see what you guys think about uh, on this. Truth or false, 2022 is the year that Tony Pollard gets closer to over 50% of the snaps. Let me know your comments in the Facebook chat and the YouTube chat. Because also, you know, there are a lot of factors to take into consideration on this conversation. Tony Paul, you know, on one hand, Ezekiel Elliott will be healthier. And on the other hand, Ezekiel Elliott's time with the Cowboys is not going to look as safe next year. Because obviously you couldn't get rid of him in 2022. 2023, it starts to look like a possibility. You still need to take a hit and all of that, but it's doable. Whereas at this point of the year, at this point of his contract, it's not doable at all. So I'm betting on the Cowboys making that move. Uh, I hope that they do. I'm not talking about him being the starter over Ezekiel Elliott. I still think that Zeke can provide a lot of stuff for the Cowboys, especially if he's healthier. Let's see some of your expectations here. Truth or false, 2022 is a year Tony Pollard gets closer to over 50% of the snaps. Craig says he better. Primetime goes with true. Tommy says no because Kellen Moore is still here. 
Chris says, I think that he actually gets more. I love it. James goes with false, big false for toxic Tom. Gregory says, true, I hope. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> false for Samuel Rowe. False, sadly, says Professor. Oh, it should be true. He should get 17 to 20 touches a game. And then uh, we have James saying his inability to block snaps, to block keeps him sidelined, which is more or less true in my opinion. Ezekiel Elliott is a pretty, pretty good pass protector. And Tony Pollard maybe isn't bad at it. He's just not at sixth level on that front. Give me, give me more Tony Pollard. He, he, like Terry has a simple comment, yet it's the best way to sum it up. He needs more. How do you go into 2022 and how do you justify not increasing Tony Pollard's snaps? He, he simply needs more, like Terry is saying in the Facebook chat. I think that's, I know that, you know, it's just a three-word comment, but I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> he, he really needs more. Yet another example says Toxic Tom that our coaching staff and front office is holding this team back again. Anyways, those are my three bandwagons to hop on. Tony Pollard more in the sense that, you know, the Cowboys actually playing him more time. I'm optimistic that they will... Make it right this time around. Now, before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, and by the way, thank you to Professor O saying, Chad, do me a favor, click the like button and follow ADC Sports. Thank you. Thank you for that. And Mauricio on Twitter. You can find me at NFL. That's M-A-U-N-F-L. A lot of my tweets are in Spanish, but you can click the translate tweet there. Or if it doesn't give you the option, just hit me up and I, I will gladly translate for you my my twitter description is my my twitter description is uh bilingually tweeting the nfl and i think maybe 60 70 percent of my tweets are in spanish follow me now nfl thank you to professor o mo where the f is ryan Null says toxic tom i i didn't include him man i didn't include him <laughs> what the heck <laughs> Why is there Steve Kerr hate on my uh, on the YouTube comments? Steve Kerr nailed it on the basketball field and in the press conference, if you ask me. Thank you guys for the love over at Facebook and YouTube. But anyways, before we get out of here, some interesting news around the NFL. Akeem Hicks has been signed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this matters to the Cowboys in two ways. Number one, we wanted Akeem Hicks, some of us at least. I made a video about it during the free agency. I wanted the Cowboys to sign him. When Sky and I put together our mock offseason, we actually signed Akeem Hicks. We actually signed the guy. Or was it Calais Campbell? I remember we discussed at the very least Akeem Hicks. We wanted a defensive tackle before the NFL draft. But also it's important because... Remember when we had that show about Tyler Smith facing some of the best defensive tackles in the NFL in the first six weeks of the season? Now Vitavea has someone else to play with. Akeem Hicks and Vitavea. 
<laughs> so th this news, this piece of news was definitely interesting to, to read about. I think that this is a big signing by the Tampa Bay Bucks. Akeem Hicks for a deal worth up, keyword up to $10 million with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a pretty good deal. Let's see how the Cowboys fare with Tyler Smith, Tyler Viadish, and of course, Zach Martin versus Vito Viana, Kim Hicks. I'm excited about that matchup. And it will be a trial by fire for Tyler Smith if he starts in week one. Fair assessment, though, by Professor O saying, I don't think that Hicks is an upgrade over Sue personally. I think I would agree to that, Professor O. I think that I would agree to that. But yeah. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the show. Who is Mo? Says James. I'm Mo. P uh, people call me Mo. I'm Maurice. I'm Mauricio, but some people here call me Mo, especially here on primetime, not going to lie. But anyways, thank you guys. Thank you guys for joining the show. Do me a favor and hit the like button. Remember, we are live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And remember, primetime, as always, brought to you by FreemanHyundai.com, a family-owned business for over 65 years. Make sure you check it out and check out the new 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz. Thank you, guys. Hit the like button, share the stream, and I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you, guys.